Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about chaos and comfort. Two things that we seem to jump back and forth from as dyslexic, ADHD, neurodiverse individuals. You know, one minute we finally get some level of comfort. Before we know it, we're trying to turn it into chaos. You know, some people call it um, self-sabotage. There's a heap of different phrases for it. So we're going to dig a bit deeper. Something that's popped up over the weekend has brought this to the front of my mind. So let's dive into it. Okay, so over the weekend, it was my birthday. Turned the big 3-8, 38 years old. I'm sure there were times in my youth where I did wonder if I'd ever get to this age <laughs> in the madness of life and everything that goes around in your head. <laughs> you know, you do wonder. Uh, but I've made it, which is good. Positive. High five myself in the corner. Um, and I wanted to, you know, just have a chat about this kind of concept of of comfort. You know, the things in life that just kind of go on, they tick through and are comfortable and this feeling of chaos. You know, they're both kind of opposite ends of the bell curve. And if you've heard my other podcasts on the bell curve, we, you know, we sit either side of it. We sit on the top 10 and the last 10%, and we can swap back and forth in any moment. And this is true for the chaos and comfort mentality, uh, is that we're always, you know, we're always striving, it feels, for this idea of safety and comfort that we never seem to quite find it's if you ever heard there's an old um greek fable of of a guy in the water always reaching for grapes that are just a touch out of reach and like for for eternity that's what he has to do he's done something wrong i can't remember what he did wrong but he's he's in the water and he's trying to grab at these grapes that are always out of touch out of reach and he does that for eternity you know, imagine how painful that would be. You know, I think for us neurodiverse people, um, especially, we're always creating that kind of friction in our life of making sure everything we want is just out of reach. You know, you may experience this in ways when you actually achieve something that you think you've really wanted. You just don't really get the the big, you know, happiness moment. You know, or if you do get it, it's for such a short period of time. You know, I know when I win a football match, it's great. Well, when I'm part of a team that does, it's fantastic for a few minutes. And then it's gone. It disappears. You know, and with other goals in life, again, it's easy to reflect on them and kind of let them go. But what's kind of happening there, and I want to kind of explain it from my point of view, is that we are more comfortable in some level of chaos, we can't live in this comfortable zone where everything just works out, even though we strive for it. You know, we strive to create safety and security. But every time we do that, there's some part of us going, are we actually safe enough? Could we be safer? Could we be more secure? And we're always sitting there kind of like the grapes are out of reach. I was chatting to a very close friend over the weekend. It's always good with birthdays. You talk to people you care about that have just not gotten lost, but you just haven't chatted to them for an age. And we were both in the same boat, as we've both actually created very safe and comfortable lives around us, really safe and comfortable lives. If, if someone was looking at from the outside perspective, they'd go, hey, you've got it pretty sweet. You know, there's a lot of buffer in if anything goes wrong. 
you know, you're smart enough. If something did go wrong, you'd fix it. You know, you've done a lot of the, you know, the core stuff that you should do as, as an adult. You know, I say that like all of us think we're adults when half the time I don't think we do think we're adults. We're like, how did we get this far? How did we survive this long in this mad world? Right. Um, but there's always this pace going, we could be more comfortable. And at the same time, the, the more comfortable we get, there's a part of us as well that gets bored with that. And it, it gets really boring to repeat the same thing day in and day out. And the more boring your day-to-day -day life gets, and I don't mean this in a bad way, boring doesn't have to be bad, it's safe. Boring is actually probably the definition of safe. Because if, if it's boring, everything's happening exactly as it's planned. Nothing is breaking the mold, right? That is what boring is. So to create, you know, something that's more interesting, that fits more on the chaos, the less safe side of the equation. And so I know that when I look at my life and I go, oh, this is a very, I've created a very comfortable life. I've got a heap of cool stuff that I want. It doesn't stop me from trying to grow. And to grow, truly grow, you have to create some chaos because you can't grow with, you know, no, no level of chaos, right? Whether you're trying to study for a course um, and trying to achieve uh, achieve something at an academic level, even for example, you know you're putting your life in a chaos. You're having to put invest time into it, mental thought, processing all this stuff. Um, even you know all this, this stuff is just appearing, and you have to do it right. So you're creating some level of chaos. And I think you know the dyslexic mind, especially the ADHD mind, is it's always moving. It's always trying to move. And it doesn't like to move in a boring fashion where it just sits still. It wants to be out there growing. It wants to be out there creating some level of chaos in our minds. And I, I find this, this dichotomy, this, this feeling of on one side, I want safety and comfort. I want to know I've got a roof over my head, food's coming in, I'm as healthy as I can be, I'm moving towards stuff. Everything's kind of safe on this side and, and, and there's no problems. But on the other side... I have this innate need to grow and to create chaos, to create challenging times in my life because it's only when chaos or challenges appear you truly grow, right? You don't grow when you're com completely comfortable and not moving. Does that make sense? Have I said that well enough? Because, And, and I, I feel like if, if I was going to talk at the end of my life is what has the struggle of my life been? It has been the balance of comfort to chaos. Now, that's a ratio, right? Now, if you're not neurodiverse, that ratio is probably much more in the comfort kind of realm, maybe less in the growth. Doesn't mean they don't grow, neurotypicals. Don't get me wrong, it's not that. But we balance it in, I think, a very different way. We're, our, we're much more extreme. You know, I, I remember chatting to... A guy was saying, oh, my life is so tough at the moment. And he was a builder. And, and at the time, you know, he was he was growing his building company. He was having a baby with his wife, his fourth child. They were renovating their own home. Um, he had sports tournaments he had to bet. He had such an, a hectic, chaotic life that at parts of times, he just wanted, I just want the comfort of not having to do any of this. But but other sides of his life was, I want to be out, you know, causing chaos. Like, I need to create this level of chaos to keep me motivated, energized, and interested. 
And so, you know, what am I, what's this podcast about? Well, one, I wanted to share that experience with everyone because I think it's really key because we all sit on both sides of this and they seem opposite chaos and comfort. You know, we sit on both of them about a hundred times a day. Who knows? Like a lot of, lot of, we go back and forth of going, Oh, I wish it was easier. And the other side is like, I need some more, I need something to keep me engaged. And we go back and forth on it. So that's one piece of it, that awareness. But two, it's about realizing there is a ratio of this and you can't beeline purely for comfort and security because that's where self-sabotage appears. Okay. If you literally go, I just, whatever it takes to be comfortable, you will start to self-sabotage that because you will get bored really quickly. You know, you know, you see relationships where one person cheats on the other one. I feel that happens when a life has become so repetitive and boring that that seems like someone's out. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just trying to look at it from the neurodiverse perspective. It's the same when, you know, people start gambling or drinking or all this other stuff. What's potentially happened in their life is to hold this comfortable lifestyle together, there's actually a lot of stress for the neurodiverse person. You know, comfortable is really tough for us because we're naturally chaotic. We're not naturally lineal. We go the hard way to things. So when we're actually trying to live comfortable lives or neurotypical style lives, which is what's usually shown on the television and we're trying to taught to believe, we're actually using a lot of our mental energy to hold a comfortable life together. And that's when like spurts of, you know, if you imagine you're holding something so tight, like a water pipe to hold it together, water starts to seep out somewhere at some point, right? It just starts to go. That's how it works. You know, pressure just starts to build. And so what I want you to think about is if you are trying to hold this comfortable life together and you're starting to feel yourself experiencing ridiculous amounts of stress, you feel like you, you need this out, this chaotic outlet, what I would say is find and create those chaotic outlets yourself before they find you. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example. Me and me and my wife have started doing pottery classes. I've got no skill in pottery. It's kind of scary to me. I think I had a pa- felt like I had a panic attack the first time I went. So I don't know why the lights and I don't know. It was I haven't been in a class for a few years, <laughs> so it was weird. But like it was a strange experience, and it took me out of my comfort zone, but not so far out that it affected negatively my life. If anything, it had positive effects with my wife being there as well. But it was out of the norm. It wasn't the standard comfort. Yeah, you know, I didn't have to do it. I could have just watched TV. I could have, but it it gave me enough of this kind of uh, difference, you know, this chaos that it helped me. Now, if I don't, if those outlets don't get created by me, my brain will find those outlets in some format. It's just how it works. It's looking for something to keep it interested. I I use video games as an outlet and I'm very conscious that's what it is for me. It's to me, it's a safe outlet, but I also have to be conscious. I don't want to get stuck in that outlet um, all the time because it's not healthy for me either. So it's trying to find a balance or a ratio between creating a comfortable life that means I'm safe and secure and allows me to be my best self, gives me time to meditate or do all those comfortable things that help keep this life together. But I also have to make sure I've got that fissure that outlet, you know, the volcano fissure where the pressure gets diluted has to be created. 
And I'll guarantee you, if you're not creating these Fisher type things in your life, your life is creating them for you. So you can choose to run them or let them go. I've just joined a football team again, and I'm so happy I pushed myself. It was really tough. I actually, for a period of time, I thought, I'm not good enough to do this. I don't know if, you know, I can't know. I don't know if I even know how to meet a new team. Yeah, how do you meet a new team at 38? It's hard when you've moved locations. And I was like, ah, oh, had all this overthinking going through my head. But now I'm doing it. I'm starting to see the benefits of that being another outlet of energy and chaos because a football game is just chaos, you know, especially at my division. So uh, we're pretty low. We're not that great. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that guys. If you haven't created, if you haven't created those fishes, start thinking about them. If you've got them in your life, maybe start labeling them as those chaotic outlets and value them as that realize how valuable they are. And, you know, I always come back to this point, Dr. Hallowell, who's an ADHD specialist, mentioned on an interview, which is trying to find that place that's 10% more stressful than day-to-day life and, and sit in there. That's our happy zone as, as dyslexics, is trying to find that bit that's just a bit above us, but it's not like 300% over us. It's about 10%. So we're kind of sitting in a place where we can achieve, but it is also creating enough chaos to kind of feed that need we have. And if you can find that happy zone, it's going to be massively valuable in your life. If you can recognize it, I just think it's a game changer. So I just want to share today, guys. I hope that's been some help. It's got your brain ticking. Make sure you play with the ideas, and I'll be back on Thursday.